0: welcome to the battleground wisconsin my name is matt bruskin i'm the deputy director here at citizen action of wisconsin and welcome to another beautiful week from the great state of wisconsin we have our full panel which means priscilla board is with us priscilla is our movement politics director here at citizen action of wisconsin priscilla good to have you
1: hello good to be back happy thursday or whatever day y'all are listening (laughs) happy happy june still like you
0: were You were off yesterday, so you may be a little confused as the days. I know this time of year, I am confused. Memorial Day throws me off for like two weeks, which is a great thing, folks. Hopefully, you are also enjoying summer, which means sometimes you can forget what day it is. I know Robert Craig never forgets what day it is, unless he's on vacation for two weeks, I'm guessing. But he is not. He is with us. As always, happy to have Robert Craig, our executive director, with us. Robert, good to have you.
2: Good to have you. And does anyone really know what day it is? And does anyone really care?
0: Oh, boy. Is that the <laughs> 60s or is that the 70s? Our, our... Chicago. Yes, it's there you Chicago. go. Chicago Transit Authority. Back when they still had horns in the band. <laughs> <Really> <laughs> them. Anyways, we are not, you don't come to us for music, although you, maybe you should, we we could do a show on that one time. Uh, you come to us to hear a little bit about politics and what's going on in the state of Wisconsin in particular. We like to stay focused on our great state and what's happening actually at the Capitol, but also in our, our communities. We will do that again today, but we are going to start a little bit. I can't call it national news. It is global news. And that is these wildfires uh, that have been burning now for weeks, particularly in Canada. Uh, And surprisingly, normally we get them really bad in Western, but these are more in the Eastern Canada. And what happened yesterday in New York City, we record Thursday morning, Wednesday, don't know what it's like today. Uh, it It looked apocalyptic because it is. And um, want to put this in the perspective that's much broader than just wildfires and wildfire season and all of that, and it's really more about climate change. And I think on the East Coast and New York City got a good dose of what a lot of other people experience almost daily, and if anything, you know, magnified. Uh, and hopefully, that this this is getting people's attention again. Uh, because it desperately needs to, and it's critically important, especially given coming out of the debt crisis debate, where there's been some, there were efforts to actually roll back some modest efforts to do this, and we actually need to invest significantly more resources if we're actually going to start to tackle climate change. Robert and Priscilla, Robert, I'm going to come to you first, and then Priscilla. I want your thoughts on this because I do think it was, um, it was, it was an epic day, and hopefully. Fundamentally important to get sink into people's consciousness, Robert.
2: So there, there are wildfires out of control in every Canadian province, west and east. And um, in fact, there's a new book I'm going to read called Firelands about it. It's very terrifying and apocalyptic in its own right, but it is so bad in Quebec right now that it's created a black cloud that not only enveloped New York City and parts of New England, but New Jersey, all the way up to Syracuse and Buffalo and New York, Philadelphia, uh, to a little lesser degree. Now it's heading down the coast. It will be getting to DC area, for example. And this is a taste of what people in the Southern Hemisphere are already experiencing, which we are not doing nearly enough about. This is global climate change, because Uh, The global South gets hit harder, much harder uh, catastrophically, um, and is already is, and they produce very little of the greenhouse gases. It was produced by white-dominated nations, and the industrial North still is. We are about a third of it, the United States, folks, and we're not taking responsibility. And this is a taste of what people experience all the day, all the time, further South by no fault of their own. And the Republicans wanted to pull the Inflation Reduction Act money. This is a, an emergency, and there will not be just black crowds like, oh, haven't seen this before in New York. As this moves on, it'll be this will be a regular part of our lives, folks. And there'll be whole, there'll be weeks at a time when Milwaukee is is covered in black smoke from the West.
0: Priscilla.
1: Yeah, these um these photos and videos are uh just they're terrifying to to see and to think that like this is what our future is headed towards if we don't do something about it um and of course seeing so many uh republicans and right-wing folks be like oh no it's not climate change like yeah this is all connected like this all of this weather everything is connected um and it's just like, we, we got to do something. We're going to run out of masks again, where uh, people are struggling to find the the HEPA filters that they need and they're building their own. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating. Like this is all connected. This is absolutely climate change. We cannot deny it any
0: longer. Well, look, and I, I really do think it's important, Robert, you brought it up too, again, um, to take what, what Priscilla's talking about, right? Like this, There's this immediate emergency again, filters, all the stuff, the reality that we're not prepared for this world. Just like Robert said, the global South certainly isn't prepared and certainly had nothing to do with it. And this goes back to our, our politics, because it's what we talk about. And it's why it's important as us as progressives to be full throated about making these connections and not just being like, Whoa, it's just terrible. These fires. Right. And pushing back about, we need to get serious. We need to stop dickering about what the hell we just went through with the debt crisis. Quote, I'll throw that out, right? The idea that that was a crisis and the way it was solved, somehow we solved it by getting rid of IRS agents, (laughs) our funding for the IRS and going after basically uh, poor folks, right? Uh. That's absurd given what this tells us what we face and the kinds of investments we need to get serious about making that this, that fiasco completely, let's just say clouded, didn't allow us to really see what is really in front of us and the kinds of investments and things we need to be talking about. Um, it's super important. Robert and Priscilla, it, it, and this goes back to, what was it, about a month ago, Robert, New the, a, a new Green New Deal uh, legislation is out. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we're getting very serious. And after the state budget, the Climate and Jobs Act here in the state, there's so much work that's been going on in locales around climate planning and trying to get ready to deal with this. We need to re-inject this back in immediately in these conversations, Robert.
2: And it's the climate action planning Milwaukee City and County are taking up. A uh, took four years to create out of a task force. A a Citizen Action was extremely involved in and helped generate a climate and economic equity plan that would meet the global climate targets. First serious plan for this southeast Wisconsin to do it. In a way that dramatically improves racial economic equality, which has been devastating by deindustrialization, because uh, meeting the climate standards is a great opportunity to create a more equitable economy and and interrupt what's been happening uh, in the last 40 years of right wing and neoliberal rule. And so this is going uh, next week. It started this week before the Planning Commission. It goes to two. Uh, committees of the uh, Milwaukee Common Council next week and then to the full council, and then hopefully to air mean, is that signature.
0: So it's Wednesday, 9 to 11 at the City Council in Milwaukee. Go down to uh, the main City Hall building. We will be there, folks. It's going to have a public hearing for two hours, 9 to 11 Wednesday. Please get out and show up and support this four year effort by a lot of folks in the city. Uh, to get serious about the climate agenda. Robert, any final thoughts on that?
2: Just that the Republicans remain the last um, climate-denying party. And let me also point out the utilities. There are all sorts of industrial actors behind this. Uh, the Republicans that are blocking and the big utilities in Wisconsin, we Energies, XL, the others, are blocking the little lot of electric vehicle chargers in Wisconsin with mostly federal money, because we have, they've gotten into state law years ago that you anything that charges based on energy use is a utility and has to meet all the regulatory burdens of a utility, a giant one like We Energies, and that is just a way to hold the monopoly. And last session, they were unable to change it; it didn't move in the assembly, and so we're sitting here. All the promises, the plans about all the EV chargings will be built out in Wisconsin. It's actually all on hold because of the power of those actors. And we got to remember, the Republicans are not just disembodied bad guys with a bad doctrine. They're representing power, just like you have to understand that, that racism is created to advantage people's direct interest, uh, powerful elites, and it's and it recreated for that reason. It is not just, oh, if we just show people they shouldn't be biased and to have a decent human empathy, then, then it'll be solved. No, it's You have to deal with who is driving this, and climate denial and blocking action is being driven by the same people who created it in the first place, the big fossil fuel companies and the big for-profit utilities.
0: And with that, folks, we got to take our first break. You're listening to The Battleground Wisconsin with Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. Welcome back to The Battleground Wisconsin. Yeah. We're going to talk about some state stuff. State budget. Yes, yes, yes. We are knee deep in the state budget. There was a lot of news this week. Um, Priscilla, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yesterday, no, it was two days ago. Robin Voss, I believe. I can't remember. Like you, Priscilla, I'm a little lost on the days. This week, Robin Voss blusterly announced uh, that he essentially wants to, he's willing to pull Milwaukee uh, funding out of the shared revenue budget and plan that they've been working on, uh, and are at gridlock over unless there the, the an agreement can be reached this week. And it sounds like Senator LeMahieu in the Senate has also said that he can't get his caucus to support what he wants. But come on, really? This is this is seems to me to be gerrymandered leadership that you would suggest you would just pull Milwaukee out, Priscilla.
1: Yeah. Um he uh hearing him say, "Oh, we can't let Wisconsin be held hostage by Milwaukee's problems uh is just like, shut up, uh, <laughs>
0: well, and it's amazing <laughs> giving they don't fund us right in Milwaukee,
1: yeah, uh, someplace that he's probably rare, like he's not even ever probably in this city, like stop it, uh, so. Yeah, it's just it's so interesting that, you know, they try to be, oh, we're we're the unity, we have a big tent, but it's like only on their very specific terms and not when you include black and brown people in the city of Milwaukee. Uh so yeah, I wish uh it, it makes me, you know, like we, we can find somebody to get him out of office. Like we can do it. Uh he's he's gonna be our continued target. And one of these terms, we're gonna get him out of there. Uh, Because he's just gross. I don't like him. And he needs to just be nicer of a person. My goodness. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't think we'll be looking for civility out of Robin Voss anytime soon. Robert, you know, my take on this, and I want to get your thoughts is, I, I don't, you know. I don't expect anything out of the legislature, and I, I, you know, I'm not shocked that LeMahieu and Voss have decided that like this is the best they can do because their caucuses are terrible and run by mega types. This is where Governor Evers needs to step up, and he's still the only statewide elected and the most powerful person should be in this discussion. Your thoughts?
2: Let me, in a very limited way. M- mildly disagree with Priscilla. I don't think this is about personalities. I think there'll be another Robin Voss. I think this whole structure was created by the power elite in this state, the state, the big economic actors that are not blamed for it directly nearly enough, and that there'll be another Robin Voss. In fact, there are rumors that there will not be a Robin Voss after next session because he thinks Trump will off him and they, uh, successfully uh, since he, he crossed the Don, as we know. Um, so, but we need to think about who's really behind this. And Priscilla, you're totally right. It Thinking about it reminds me of what the white-led developed world does to this global south. We talked about that with uh, global warming. We create these international economic structures like the IMF and the World Bank that impose all sorts of ruinous austerity on them for the benefit of our banks and for our prosperity, which prevent them from developing. And this is looking more and more like, and this has the same racial component, of a, a, strangul- a deliberate strangulation and sabotage of Milwaukee, not just some disagreement on a philosophy of austerity and how you run government and all the happy you know what that they put forward. But you couldn't be more right, Matt. This is about power. And the current MAGA wing, the the current kind of Republican, whether MAGA or they claim not to be MAGA, but they're the same, maximizes their power. And look at the maximals of this. This is the final deal. And you dare to, the Senate dares to disagree, and and anyone else, then you don't get anything and we just help all the rest of the state. And we cut out uh, Milwaukee where we have generated this financial crisis. They're blaming Milwaukee and its irresponsibility, uh, both by not providing the shared revenue that was a social compact for a city that doesn't have the revenue authority of other major cities, and then also generating an economy that pulled all of the wealth out of Milwaukee and everything that had been generated here and put put wealthier people beyond the reach of taxation and and shared sacrifice, both in the metro area and then the capital just leaving to build factories in Mexico. That's what happened, and China. That is what happened with deindustrialization, folks. And so it's about power, and will the governor step up? I, I've been saying all along that I understand the governor wishes for a bygone era. I think it was less great than he probably does, of bipartisan cooperation. Um, there isn't that other partner. And they will take everything unless you lead for the moment and and leaders have to adapt to the situation they face and the opponents they face. And this is a great test. And you can't tell from the comments of the Milwaukee County Executive, especially, but also the mayor, and that they still sound like they're uh, recording a hostage video. I mean, County Executive Crawley is encouraged by all the conversations. It's like, please don't hurt me. I love my captors.
0: Well, in their uh in their defense to this week they did just crowley in particular just laid it out. He's like, "Look, ultimately if the, if if they if Milwaukee gets screwed in this, it is the legislature's fault." Which is the first time I've really heard them sort of just lay it out. I actually believe that is part of why Voss responded the way he did this week. I think his response was actually Crowley got headlines all over for that comment, basically. And I think Voss responded the way Voss does. He's petty and he doesn't like to be challenged. Definitely not publicly. And he does this within his own party. So that being said, we're going to continue to watch this. It's, it's like absolutely critical. And then it's interconnection to the state budget fight folks you know, I know they've set this up as a separate bill. It's all interconnected. They go together. Evers ought to be talking about them together and we ought not keep these things so separated. Um, The state budget fight is still going on this week. Um, Boats are being taken. Um, There's rumors we're not going to be talking about some of the big ticket items. Public education may be uh, delayed until uh, mid to later in June. So folks, this is not... It doesn't sound like the state budget is necessarily wrapping up anytime soon. And it is our call again for you to get involved. We need y'all in this fight. We need you talking to other voters. We are making calls every Monday afternoon from three to five. We will put links. We train you well. These, These calls are really important. We are getting people to call the governor's office. We're also getting people to consider joining citizen action and getting involved and, picking up the fight, right? Expanding this movement we're in. So I do want to make a call to everyone to get involved, but um, I want to kick it to both of you. If there was anything in particular that um, went on in the state budget or any thoughts you have, Uh, Priscilla, you may also have some further thoughts about uh, folks getting involved in just action, but uh, state budget related, this is like this is it the next month folks this is gonna this is all gonna play out and we do have a role priscilla
1: yeah um definitely want to echo please join us mondays from three to five i love training new folks and getting people all set up to call um these calls are such a good way to get involved and also challenge yourself as well Uh, I know so many people are always like oh challenge yourself and run for office but like challenge yourself and call some some people that you don't know people are so interested when you explain that to them this is what's going on this is what the state budget looks like this is how it works this is what we really want in there um i've had great conversations with people being like well yeah but that's not going to happen and then you get to explain how we're fighting for it and they're like oh that's a world that i can like be part of i'll do that so i uh, definitely want to encourage people again as i say almost every week now the confusion is okay um we give trainings uh during our phone makes anyways but like it's, it's okay. They're oftentimes on the phone. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? This is a really confusing process. So I'm really happy to like talk it through with you. Uh, yeah.
0: And I, I, here's the other thing I want to add again and underscore is we aren't just calling about this particular fight and call the governor. We are also talking to them about citizen action, about what it means to get involved. I had two fantastic calls this Monday, two mothers in the Green Bay area, uh, one of them, a Bernie supporter, kind of, she felt a little hopeless about her ability to like really affect anything in Green Bay. And she would love to see the city become more progressive. And to be able to then tell her, well, we have an organizer there, Natalie, she'll call you. And then Natalie's calling her this week, right, and talking to her about how she can get involved. That's the critical thing about what we're doing here at Citizen Action and why we need you to get on these calls. They're they're critical and they're important for us to change the game, to bring more people into this movement and to grow. And we we can't do that without you. So please consider. Robert, one minute to go, any final thoughts for our listeners about the state budget?
2: Well, the badger care expansion situation, and we're one of the only 10 states that hasn't expanded Medicaid and um they've been blocking it very irrationally and very da- in a very damaging way for a decade now, is for the governor to force an impasse and a negotiation, which he has the power to do. So this is the same pitch, and we're making this to the governor. We're working on a sign-on letter that a number of organizations are signing on to, that we're urging him that we have your back, governor, if you will lead in this moment. And leading in this moment means not simply Signing their budget when they are they will take everything and they they and they do not meet common ground. We it need to use a budget that reflects divided rule that is a compromise between Democrats and Republicans, which is exactly what the debt deal was, which is why the Freedom Caucus is having a tantrum and holding up. Actually, we should call it the Autocracy Caucus, not give them their framing, uh, is holding up all House business in Washington because they're mad that that a bipartisan deal was struck and it didn't you know undermine enough of our basic democratic government institutions
0: well folks let me just say the freedom caucus the MAGA caucus whatever you want to call them uh, they do get power and they do get leveraging their power uh and we need to lean in and realize we need to be doing the same at this point folks you're listening to the battleground wisconsin where citizen action you can find us at citizenactionwi.org Welcome back to the Battleground Wisconsin. Folks, you can find us all over social media, in particular, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, please uh, check us out. You can follow us. We try to keep you informed and engaged uh, every day. So check us out there. And please join us. Again, we need you to get involved. We need support. We do not ask often for resources for the show. But please get on, donate, support citizen action. It's very, very important. I want to talk a little bit more about what's going on in the legislature and in particular, because uh, it connects to this debt ceiling debate, and again, framing what what's being discussed, what's considered acceptable. It's why I thought it was so important for us to use this what's going on with the fires to reinject the discussion about climate, and very similarly. The Republicans, and we talked about it the last couple of weeks, have used the debt debate to reinject this idea that we ought to put all kinds of hurdles and barriers in front of people's ability to access health care or access food stamps. And uh, this week there was uh, another another shit bill in the state Senate uh, to basically go after UI benefits and, and rein those in and make them tighter. Um, we've talked about this. It's terrible policy. Uh, but it ain't stopping. Robert and Priscilla, um, Robert, why don't you go first on this? Just your thoughts on this, and then particular, I know, Robert, you're an expert on this as it relates to how this actually plays out, and is is a horrible idea to make sure people have access to healthcare, and it costs more money.
2: Well, everything that, that, that the poison pills that are poll tested to be popular because people don't, actually average middle class people to understand what's actually going these programs and what the actual conditions of the people who 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 rely on them are are more costly they're simply they're like Jim Crow laws for public benefits they're simply designed to get people off the rolls in this case the rolls of food assistants or Badger care, as opposed to the voting rolls, which was the role of Jim Crow. And they have also justifications, right? And rationalizations that Jim Crow, that was popular folks in the South, okay? So if I, we look back in this rosy colored, like everyone was against it, it was moral. No, no. If you grew up in the South in that time, uh, think about whether you really are that rad and you, you take on that much social convention in our own time, because that's the way to think about it. And so I'll just say, you know, we have these you know, things that are going to chase a whole lot of people off Badger Care where it's already too burdensome. We can automatically enroll people who are eligible. We have their information. They don't want it. In fact, their bill forbids it because they don't want people getting access to health care who are quote unquote undeserving, which means everyone who is not, uh, they wouldn't say, I would say, fortunate enough and, and positioned well enough given our inequality and our historic inequality. Uh, to get a job that provides these benefits they'd say that people who have them deserve them and they deserve things that other people don't have like legislators deserve really good health care apparently because they're very deserving apparently and so that is uh, that is and it it shifts blame from the system to the person and that's what unemployment here is doing let's make it really hard let's let's create this idea which they've sold their own base that there are a lot of lazy people uh, refusing to take per, uh, perfectly good jobs, So now we're going to make it illegal to not show up and an in interview, to not take a job as offered. Can we create some plantation like agriculture um, in this state so we can force everyone to, to work in it now? It sounds like the old um, slavery by another name.
0: And again, folks, it's important that we continue to push back because, look, in the debt deal, this was sort of the thing that was kind of, you know, this was part of the deal to start to, to to push or nibble around on this stuff. And it's absolutely the wrong direction. We need to move in the opposite, Priscilla.
1: Yeah, um, it's just wild to think that we're still having this debate, if you can even use that word of uh, what people, quote, deserve, as if healthcare needs to be earned, as if a job, uh, finding a job needs to be earned uh that these are not just we exist and therefore we need to be able to have uh ways to live uh so it's uh just the the GOP just never is never ending uh with uh it's like they don't think it impacts them everybody who's in the GOP that has struggled to find a job has struggled to keep healthcare and afford doctor appointments are all just shamed into silence because they're like, well, my party, people that I quote values align with says that I did something wrong and I didn't deserve to be able to afford that doctor's appointment. Uh, So we got to move out of this area of of just shame and guilt and just living.
0: Well, kudos to that. Uh, I want to talk one more issue that went on at the state this week because it's important um we we, and we haven't talked about vaccines in a while uh but let's remember there's a vaccine revolt going on in this country and this week uh republican lawmakers blocked an effort to make the (laughs) genus vaccine a requirement for students right like um we're rolling back priscilla we're rolling back on vaccines your thoughts robert
1: yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on vaccine. As somebody who used to work in childcare and had to go through multiple uh, pieces of paperwork of making sure all of my young students uh, under the age of five had everything that they needed, um, it's uh, it's just getting we're going the wrong direction. Uh, there is no proof that vaccines are causing any of the things that people say they're causing, uh, they do their job and they keep us safe. And, um, it's just so frustrating to, to see like this, these are like vaccines are good. We can't afford outbreaks in schools and colleges. There's reasons that we have vaccines, uh, So yes, uh, vaccines are always always on my mind because I will never forget going through and making sure all of my students were up to date. Yeah. This
0: this this debate, Robert, is one of those where I feel like it's where the Republicans are at look the most childish in my view, where their their position and their defense of these policies are horrendous, and it's all about them placating what is a growing. QAnon mega base that we seem to talk a lot about, right? These problems all seem to <laughs> seem to be very similar. And then folks, I'll Robert, before I kick it to you, I'll remind you that mega base has been energized, organized, and supercharged with the corporate money and the big bucks that Robert often talks about. Robert, vaccines.
2: And there's a whole spectrum about how many of them believe it in full or in part right? But there are some that are just cynical. Ron DeSantis promoting the COVID vaccine. And then when he saw the political opportunity reverse course, and now is attacking Donald Trump for having invested in the vaccine and developing it, right? I don't like how he did it, totally privatized, but one of the few things he did that was overall the right thing to do. And so they're willing to do anything for power and there's also a scientific denial in this which is also we saw this in tobacco in lead and now in climate that is all something started by corporate america to continue to figure out how to make profit and that's what fossil fuels and big utilities are doing now and so it is stunning in these hearings they're attacking the the basic covid restrictions and so i'm just sorry they, yes, they were acting on limited information. That's the job of public health departments to make that call scientifically, not politically. And now we're going to say that a lot of kids need to get meningitis and risk early death, which would be devastating to each family where it happens, uh, because for their political imperatives, and they actually refeed the conspiracy theory and all of the paranoia that's going on out there, right? It's just not true. <laughs> that there are vaccines that have been approved and or in this case mandated where the risks are greater than the risk of the underlying disease. And that was true of COVID as well. And then they hype up the risks and tell incredible horror stories and make shit up about it, right? Um, do you remember there was a uh, someone who got a COVID vaccine, uh, like the vaccination and then fainted in Tennessee, I think it was. And they tried to turn that into the COVID vaccine. They had nothing to do with it. And so it's just gross, but this is what's controlling the state legislature. They're going to block it because they developed the power to do it in the lame duck session. And they do not care about the consequences. Just like even more tragically, they're going to create runaway global climate change, which is going to cause genocidal consequences, already is, and they don't care. This...
0: Again, I said I, I think it's childish because it's a childish vision of what freedom is that they end up like relying on, and then of course it's all based. It all starts with an anti-science, which is appalling, right? And and you mentioned it, Robert. Some of them are just grifting, you know, the issue because they want to stay in office. But here's the thing: this all runs through everything we've been talking about, and we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about it into 2024. And it's because this party is gripped by this, this new base, right? This new mega base that seems to be just big enough to kind of hold this part, hold this party hostage, right? To use their own terms. And we've didn't even get a chance to talk this week about all the Republican candidates that are jumping in for president, right? And this discussion about what's producing this policy will play out in this presidential debate as to whether anyone can take out Trump. Right. And if it is, if it's DeSantis, right. Like, I mean, come on now, that's basically baby Trump (laughs) with that though, folks, this is, uh, this is everything that's happening. There's it's, and it's fascinating and we will talk more about it as we go forward, but folks, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about a big issue that has to deal with energy and Robert talked about previewed a little bit of this in terms of the structures who you know determine our energy consumption and who and what pays. but we're going to be joined uh, here shortly uh, by an exciting guest here from Citizen Action and we're going to talk about a big public hearing that's occurring, two hearings that are occurring next week here in Milwaukee once you. Uh, to uh, get out for. You're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. We're Citizen Action. Welcome back to the Battleground Wisconsin. Again, we're Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. We are really, really thrilled to be joined by one of our organizers, Kiva Guiden, who works and organizes with Northside Rising, our co-op here in Milwaukee. Kiva, thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's, it's great to have you. Um, we we had you on because uh, we want to talk and you and Robert and and Raphael and Val and our whole Northside Rising team have been involved in work now for that's been building for over a year around we energies and rate increases and What I want to do, Kiva, is I'm going to have Robert set a stage for us as to connecting some of the things that we talked about earlier in the show, too, as it relates to these structures, right, that none of us understand. Uh, But then uh, why I've had you on is we want to dive into some hearings that are occurring and why this is so important. So, Robert, help set the stage again to our listeners as to what's going on. And we have talked about this not only in the past, but also on the show today.
2: And in the first segment, we talked about an element of this structure. That is, uh, we Energies and the other for-profit utilities dominate our energy policy and they've set it up so that we're not gonna be able to take the federal money unless state law change and they're blocking it uh, to have EV charging capacity around the state. And so just like Medicaid expansion, badge care expansion would be left out. But this goes even deeper than that okay i mean century over a century ago we decided to go towards regulated monopolies where private enterprise got a monopoly but it was be regulated in the public interest and the agency that was created the public service commission the vision was that it made sure they they operate in the public interest and advance our interest over the years uh they of course have taken over regulatory capture their regulators, and the legislators, because they have mass amounts of money, they're a Fortune 500 country, company, and they have been, they, they've been one of the worst utilities in the country, which is saying something, um, on the climate transition, despite their PR, which you hear from their well-paid spokespeople and hacks and shills. Um, but then, in addition, they've created a rate structure that is not only inequitable, it's, it's outright racist in Milwaukee. And so they have been blocking uh, because there's no real good mechanism to do it. Uh, uh, People in the north side of Milwaukee, African-Americans, from getting, you know, access to weatherization and renewable energy uh, and that would reduce energy use and also get us off of coal and fossil fuel. And of course, they don't want rooftop solar because they don't profit off of that. Right. And so. The result is, is that the folks with the lowest income, who also have been redlined into the oldest houses with the least energy efficiency, are paying 6 to 20% of their income energy burden uh, for utilities. Now, there was a big fight, and Kiva and us were part of it, led by Walnut Way, on their big rate increases. They pushed last year, and they got push again this year. We got one small thing out of it, that is, potentially, they got approved perhaps a potentially a pilot program to have a lower rate and adjusted rate for very low income people. And that's what Kiva, uh, Kiva Guiden, our energy burden organizer is the rubber meets the road on and is working on. So uh, Kiva, well, I want you to take it from here. There's a process around that pilot, right, to look at a different uh, rate structure just for low income folks, very low income folks.
0: So Kiva, question to you is, right, we You've been working on this for a long time. Wednesday is a a huge public hearing to try and hopefully get public input to determine whether that program will happen. Could you tell us more about the hearing, uh, where it is, when it is, why it's so important? And then we'll dive in more to what Robert talked about around this redlining, which is deeply impacted and uh, impacts uh, you and others on the North side. So tell us more about wednesday next week
3: all right good morning guys once again thanks for having me uh next week wednesday there's going to be two uh public hearings um, that the public service commission is going to be hosting and they are um looking for input from the public and how they feel and why um we should implement this program that I'm going to give you a little more information about. But there's going to be two sessions. The first session is going to be Wednesday, June 14, 2023 at 12 to 2, uh, being hosted at Washington Park Library. Um, The second session is going to be over at the Neighborhood House at 2819 West Richardson. So I think that's one block south of state street and that time is going to be from 5 30 to 7 30. now the the reason this um hearing is so important is because this is a, a time where you can get um not only black and brown folks who's been affected uh directly due to redlining um out to talk about energy burdens and what is the energy burden energy burden is basically um a percentage of one's income that they have to pay. And we're seeing um, folks being more um, affected uh, uh, affected by um, their income due to the energy burden. And the burden is that folks are having issues with paying their bills because um, incomes are, are lower than surrounding regions uh, and minimum wage is still $7.25. So, these are affecting um, low-income families, folks who are seniors, senior citizens who are on fixed income, folks who have disabilities, um, families who are uh, single-family parent homes, um, possibly even folks who are divorced. So that means that incomes fluctuate. And so due to the, the rate hike as well. That's something else. I, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll remind dive our listeners, into that.
0: Remind our listeners about the rate hike, right? That just yes. happened.
3: Yes. So with that being said, that is most definitely another reason why it's really important to come out because as of January 1st of 2023, um, the Public Service uh, Commission allotted we Energy's at eleven percent increase on um folks' utilities, so their electric and gas bills went up but with a hike of eleven percent so it's it totally outrageous. outrageous and um very disturbing you know, and you have to keep in consideration that minimum wage is still seven dollars and twenty five cent so folks are really you know um feeling it when it comes to the pocketbook mm-hmm. on our.
0: Kiva, you you mentioned energy burden, that percentage of how much someone is paying of their income. Annual income, yes. Yeah, give our listeners an idea of like how much some folks are paying. And then tell us more, like you mentioned redlining and so did Robert. Explain to folks why redlining is such such an impactful thing right now as it relates to energy burden.
3: So um, we'll just start here. The energy burden is a situation to where we were, um, a lot of folks were affected due to historical redlining. And redlining is a mapping system that was put out um, due to the Home home, Owners Loan uh, Coalition. So they strategically looked at the maps and wanted to see which areas of Wisconsin will be more desirable and less desirable. So they had a grading system um, from A to D, A being the most desirable and D being the less desirable. So unfortunately um, the majority of black and brown people were put in these degraded areas. And um, that's a, a great D like ABCD, like a report card. Not which good. Is like like it's totally like insane. And with that being said, these homes are older homes that we're living in. And so the homes are at least a hundred or more years plus. And so with these homes being this old, these are homes that um, have not been properly um, weatherized. And so by these homes not being weatherized, there's more creeks, through windows and doors. So folks are pulling more energy um, in the winter months to keep um, warm and more energy in the summer months to keep cool, which rises the cost because if these homes were energy efficient, um, you know, you wouldn't have to use so much electricity. Keep in mind, um, as Robert stated earlier, we energies is not moving towards green energy, like the rest of the United States. Okay. Um, There are some surrounding counties where um, they are being like Kenosha can use and, you know, uh, solar panels, but here in Milwaukee, that's not what they want to do. And I could go on. Sorry.
0: No, you laid that out really well. It's important for people to understand this, right? Like how redlining in these structures, as and, and Robert was highlighting this earlier, lead to this and then lead to energy burden rates where you've got some people paying 18-20 percent of their of their income on energy, which is outrageous. And so, again, remind folks uh, look, I'm assuming you're gonna be at these hearings. Folks could meet you of and,
2: course,
0: yes, and, and get if they want to get involved in this campaign. So let's remind folks again. Wednesday, two critical hearings to try to support this effort and what Kiva and others have been organizing. Before we go, remind everybody again uh the places.
3: So beat me there. Don't meet me there. Wednesday, June 14th, Washington Park, 12 to 2. A uh, second session will be held at the neighborhood house 2819 West Richardson. 530 to 730. Please come out. It's very important that you voice your opinions and let the Public Service Commission know what's happening in our communities. And I'll see you there.
0: Oh, this is great. Kiva, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for your dedicated organizing on this. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. I'll I'll come. I'll come anytime you need me.
0: Well, we're going to have to have you back as this develops, because this campaigning going anywhere it's going to blow up is what's going to happen, I believe. So uh, we really appreciate it. But that is the end of our show. We are out of time. We want to thank Kiva, our guest from Northside Rising here at Citizen Action. Please check us out. CitizenActionWI.org. Join us. Get involved. Democracy doesn't happen without you. See y'all next week here at the Battleground Wisconsin.